0: Hello, uh, how are you doing this evening? Welcome to Legends in Review. I'm your host, Rachel. Happy Purim.
1: And I'm your host, Ari. Happy Purim also.
0: And, okay, so for the, for the opening bit, what I was gonna do is I was gonna try to find a discourse generator, and then put names in of the characters. Why? Why? I- I thought it'd be funny, but then when I found the discourse gen- like Google discourse generator, and the only thing I found was Left Book discourse generator, and I was like, "Oh no!"
1: I'm sorry. What
0: Left Book is what conservatives like to call Facebook because everybody on there they feel is out to get them. Also, it's because they feel Facebook is full of Jews. I,
1: I, it, I don't use Facebook, so I don't know. But I'm pretty i uh, you know what i'm just um here's the thing is facebook isn't full of left-wing people it's just full of a bunch of people you kind of hate but you yeah. feel socially yeah. obligated to friend requests so of yeah. course you're gonna find their opinions are stupid facebook is stupid late capitalism is stupid okay. this whole fucking the the internet was a mistake um, um
0: and so then i was like let me find a list of kinks <laughs> and i'm gonna read off this to you and then i'm gonna you're Why? gonna say which legend you think is into it But I'm going down this list, and I just feel bad for being here.
1: Yeah, no. Kink lists are always, like, gross because I try to come up with, like, the most fucking out there, bizarre, like, nauseating stuff. And I'm like, I... Here's the thing, is... It doesn't matter what kinks you have unless you're, like, working in animation. Because if you're working in animation, your sole goal is to let everyone know whatever your kinks are as much as possible.
0: You know what? Um, Speaking of that, I think our opening bit is, like, let me just list some of the kinks that we've clearly had displayed to us that Phil Klemmer
1: definitely has, allegedly. Um wait, Okay. Well, we don't know if it's Phil because uh, individual people write each episode. But don't we know that it's Phil? Well, no. I mean, I just... I I. I... I feel like I want to give correct attribution here. Um, somebody clearly has a choking, brainwashing, and medical kink. And and
0: it's been... Let's just go through all the kink things that Nate has been through. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: always Nate, which is like it's really weird. It's always like, Nate. Do you think they told Nick Zano that he was going to end up in all these like weird damsel in distress Did they tell him kinky? he was going to be fetish bait?
0: No. But no. he is. So let's think about it. I, He's been strapped to a table. I... I, do we have any underage viewers? This is weird. He's been... <laughs> well, listen, here's the thing. If you're, un, if you're under, we're going to use the honor system. If you're under, I want you to just fast forward past this part. Honor system, everybody. <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> okay. I he mean, got the, the choke out thing that... Let me tell you something about... I hate this opening bit. I want to go into the episode. I hate us so yeah. fucking much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Fuck. So why I get drunk me to So why I go wow. Okay. All right.
0: Um, you know what the opening bit should have been? It should have just been me trying to come up with titles, fun titles for this episode. But I think I we have, still have a not come up with one shit? Well no, I mean I think the best one I came up with. Well, I had two. The first one was Ari's extended and misunderstood One Piece reference. And the second... Hurtful. I was...
1: I, I, you know what? And I can't even be mad was, because I was trying to think of uh, relevant yeah. One Piece yeah. references that I could use for a pun all day, and it was really rough.
0: And the second one is the Amaya Jouet uh, Stan Club show.
1: That Stan Club show doesn't ring, doesn't ring quite... It, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Um... Oh my God. We're, we'll, we'll, come up with something by the end of the episode. What, and if, then just, be one of those what if it's things just we...
0: me? Question mark. Gay. Amaya? Question mark. Gay. Um, no,
1: I mean that, that you, you
0: really can't uh, think of a one piece pun.
1: I was really hard. Okay. I, I also was doing like a lot of other things today. So it, it, there's gotta be something. Oh, okay. But, wait, I have a title. Okay. Recast
0: Maisie as Elizabeth Swan. You cowards.
1: That's way too long. That there's no, there's no punch. We're looking for some punch here. Um, um, I will say, though, I mean, I think that kind of sums up this, this episode Pirates very of well. Pirates the Caribbean especially...
0: 17, this time it's personal. What? Pirates of the Caribbean 17, colon, this time it's
1: personal. Pirates of the Caribbean 17, good, but I think we should add something funnier at the other bit.
0: <sighs> okay, so Pirates of the Caribbean 17, this is... This is how comedy is made. Um
1: Yeah, this is this is fair. You don't you don't you love sausage, but you don't want to see it made. It's actually not that gross to see sausage no, made. I don't really know why isn't. people always I say actually,
0: that. I would actually oh. love to try to make homemade sausage.
1: Yeah, no, say my grandfather knows how to, to, to do it. What? Is that a weird thing to say? No, no. I my grandfather knows how to do it. I'll ask him if he has a grinder and we can we can do it. Pirates, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 17. Uh let's make the sausage.
0: I was going to say Pirates of the Caribbean 17, colon, I'm gay.
1: That's fair. Okay. There we go. That's the
0: episode. Welcome to the episode, the third episode, the 12th episode of the third season called Pirates of the Caribbean 17, No, am No,
1: no, no. I got it. I got it. Pirates of the Caribbean 17, one piece. There we go. It's double meta. Welcome to the episode, Pirates of the Caribbean
0: 17, one piece. Okay. All right. And that's the episode, everybody.
1: And that's, here's the thing, is I actually wanted, I have, like, one major point um, I want to make about this episode, because I feel like a lot of other things that came up this episode kind of hinge on ground we've already treaded, so I'll try Mm -hmm. to keep this brief. Legends of Tomorrow has a really consistent problem, and I just don't see it changing, it's just something I've come to accept about the show and how it does its narrative, because it seems to be something that, regardless of the circumstances, the writers cannot escape, and that is their structure And their plot. They cannot decide. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm serious. They cannot decide if they want to be a slice of life, episodic, almost sitcom style show. Or if they want to be a serialized, narrative based show. And they cannot juggle both. So what what we always end up with and what we have ended up with since the start of season two, because season one was a bit of an outlier, um, is... The first half of the season will have some solid individual episodes, but by and large, we'll kind of be dicking around with no larger point to any of it. And then midway through the season, we'll get an abrupt left turn into, actually, we've been searching for this whole thing off screen the, this entire time. And we're going to play Gotta Catch Them All with the fucking she duel or, or the fucking I, elements of fucking harmony. And I... I please. Please, Ari. I, I'm gonna get into the elements of harmony thing oh, in a minute. I thought you Look. were
0: gonna get into the malice thing. We should have opened the episode with talking about how mal. We'll get into it. Okay. You do
1: your bit okay. first. Okay. Um. Sorry, Mike, because this is this is a like a larger um yeah. cri- criticism. This is real criticism, not just comedy. Um. My point is, Legends consistently does this, where they'll just do a sharp left turn in the second half of the season towards a plot, and that plot will then end up so rushed that concepts that could have had their own episode yeah. concepts that could have served as their own arc yeah. are just sort of shoved into one episode yeah. and this episode is i think it worked a little better in the 1969 or Satan orphanage episode <laughs> nice. because i know um because all of the plots kind of tied together but there was generally speaking it's accepted you have an a plot and a b plot in tv shows and this is used as a way to manipulate time but this episode had like four different plot lines and every single one of them deserved its own episode um and it was a little frustrating to kind of see all of them sort of running parallel to each other in ways that didn't make sense and uh proves that, like, again, I love the show, I do. I really think it would be better served if it just said, we're just gonna be like a lightly serialized, mostly slice of life kind of thing with maybe one big episode at the end of the season that kind of shows how everyone's developed and grown through all of these episodic narratives we've been putting together. But they seem yeah. to yeah. really want to do the serialized plot, and they can't. I don't know why they don't start it in the first half of the season. I don't know if it's a scheduling problem, I don't know if it's a producer problem, I don't know what the fuck it is. But it's something they have a major issue with and it's really frustrating because if we've been doing this elements of harmony shit like day one season three i would be like okay fine whatever we're gonna find out that the sixth element was magic i don't fucking care all right but- Ari,
0: right, can you please explain to us what the uh elements of harmony are <laughs>
1: The Elements of Harmony are a plot device slash magical girl trinket in um, Generation 4 of My Little Pony's animated television series, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. The six main characters in the show wield the Elements of Harmony. Pinkie Pie has laughter. Rainbow Dash has uh, loyalty. Applejack has honesty. Rarity has generosity. Fluttershy has kindness. And Twilight has the sixth element, which is magic because friendship is magic. So the sixth element is technically friendship. My point um, is is that People we are kind saying of at- what? Do you feel good? Do you feel good saying that? Well, I think it's important to explain. Yeah. I, yeah. cause I'm not, I'm going to keep saying this. I'm going to, and, and together they summon the rainbow of light. I my, was, if, I was very much thinking
0: about this in terms of, uh, Captain Planet, but I actually. If we
1: fucking defeat Alice with a rainbow of light, I'm going to lose my shit. Um. Do you really but, think we can afford a fucking rainbow? Yeah, no, we're not. It's going to be like a rainbow. It's going to be fucking, um, fucking clip art. Um here's the thing is I'm not necessarily adverse to gotta catch them all fantasy trinket style plots because I have read a lot of fantasy novels and it inevitably crops up if you read enough of them. But again, if this was something that we were going to do, it would have been better served to have it be there's six totems and we already have two and we know of four now. It would have been better to try to spread this out over the season and have us kind of understand what these totems were so we could kind of appreciate how powerful they were. In the context of this race to find them, but now we don't. So everything is kind of a smash and grab in terms of the narrative arc here, and it means that a lot of things are happening very quickly and very badly and very stupidly. And that's where we're going to get into Damien Dark, who is the for some god awful fuck. He's just the fucking worst. But can I get into can I get into a couple yes, of my sorry, grievances first. first? Yes.
0: Um, so a few things. Number one, the costuming on this episode was awful. awful fucking nightmare
1: the dread wigs were like just the shy of a hate
0: crime i don't i think they were cri- i i just think they were bad wigs thank god because i took a closer look i think yeah the might have had some dreads but like that's
1: Jeez, yeah that's that's a whole other ball game but they just the, look
0: awful i my real criticism is like why did sarah and ava for date night wear outfits that don't reflect them at all as people
1: yes from a fashion perspective neither of them really wore outfits. they were very pretty they were very superficially I, pretty.
0: They were under. I mean, unlike, here's the thing is like, I understand.
1: Okay, but we're working with $5. I, I understand that stole. somebody
0: threw a dollar at the intern and said, go to HM and, and shoplift. And shoplift.
1: And I'm yeah, not saying
0: no. HM has bad clothes. I'm just saying that when you go to the back room and you find the stuff that nobody wanted to buy this season. And you got to
1: grab and book it. So you're in a hurry. So you're not even discerning from the clearance rack. You're just like sh- grabbing I think shit.
0: Ava feels like she would have worn pants. Yeah oh yeah i'm like come on you've had I mean, her in a fucking I blazer can, and pants i can Jesus. believe that gary said oh my god you're going on a date like we have to and like she like was really nervous so
1: she let gary pick her outfit and like do her hair that would be really cute i'm gonna assume that's canon and with sarah i think she just said to gideon give me something nice and then did i can buy that sarah didn't really give a shit so it doesn't yes. look like something she'd wear because made it this for show her. The show isn't self-aware. If Sarah had said, oh, this, I just kind of had Gideon make it for me, I'd be like, yeah, that's actually relatively in character for Sarah. But as someone who's, like, interested in fashion, I think it it also is a weirdly unfitting venue. Like, I mean, I'm not expecting Sarah to take Ava to a monster truck rally until, like, the third date. I was going to say second, the- but I admire your, I admire your <laughs> face. <laughs> I was thinking the second date would be, like, a trip to the zoo or something. Um, you, know, but- you know Amaya is banned from the zoo. Oh, but um, we can we can sneak her in through the back. It's fine, but um, I I was a really weird. It just it and these are two characters who I love, and I was happy yeah. to see going on a date. Yeah, it felt like a date place that just didn't mesh. Like it felt like someone literally just plonked down. Like a what's the most stereotypical They literally were like, Do we, were have like, a we date need set? we need a date plotline, everybody. And like that might be their only vaguely date-like looking set, but right. honestly. They should have just used the jitter set and had them going and getting coffee somewhere. Like it just, it felt really weirdly formal and stilted yeah. in a way where I'm like, this just isn't who they are. It wasn't bad, it just didn't really reflect either of them very well. Um, yeah, I mean, and their it was a shame.
0: Their conversation was great, and they're like being cute was very good.
1: But yeah. In terms
0: of like the restaurant and their and their clothes, I was just kind of like,
1: yeah. yeah, no, it didn't fit. It was very <laughs> weird. I agree. Um, it, admittedly, also, it was our first chance to learn a little more about Ava, like, and so that's another reason why I would have liked, if not the main plot of an episode, this should have at least been the B plot and not, like, the, the, the S plot. Yeah, There me... were too many concepts here. I mean, here's the thing, is that somebody has said about
0: Ava, because, like, Sarah and Ava have, like, changed a lot over the episodes, and it's been said that, like, Ava hasn't really, like, developed, she just took a heel turn, and... That concerns me, and I'm like, okay, well, name one plot line where someone has had long, drawn out, consistent
1: characterization. Zari, kind of. I was going to say Mick. Also, Mick. Mick. I'm mean, going to. I will. I would bet you actual real cash money that that is 90% Dominic's doing. Yeah. Um, Because here's a really good quick example of it. When Ray says at the end of the episode and validates my, my filthy little Adam wave heart, when he says, Mm, you know what, ever since you started being on the ship, you're a better person now. And Mick for the first time ever in three seasons, doesn't immediately deny it. He doesn't agree, but he just lets Ray think that. And that is a big deal for Mick. And like, that is about that that is such a small but good exist, example of development where I'm like, yeah, this has to be Dominic because these writers are just not. I don't know if they're capable of doing it. Um, and here's
0: the thing: is I want to like this show, and I I do like this show, and I, I want to have more faith in its abilities because it's not like this. This episode was fucking awesome.
1: It was really. It, but was, it was really fun. But it's it's the street darn, principle again. It was a diddly darn mess. It was a fu- and it wasn't even like a. The, the the Satanic Daycare episode was at least a mess with a plot line I could kind of parse. It had two halves. Um, and everyone kind of fucking around on the ship didn't really have as much importance because it was just them fucking around on the ship. But here's the problem, is you had Mick and Amaya having weird, Let you know. Let me tell you something going. about
0: Mick and Amaya this episode. And that is, um, I was arrested after the airing of this episode for, yeah, lighting, Phil this car, for lighting Phil Clemmer's car on fire. That's and,
1: um, Oh, you first.
0: And, you know, that I, I accept that. I think maybe I took it a little too far. Um, But, God, I have missed Mick and Amaya working as a duo. That was so It was good. really good. They complimented and each other so well. And it was also very so wholesome well.
1: in a way that, like, their other past sort of duo team-ups haven't... I mean, not that they've been, like, unwholesome, yeah. but it's the sort of thing where Mick was always a little like, hey, Amaya, like, do something bad. But Mick was more like, hey, Amaya, like, let's, like, you know, like, cut loose, it, have fun. I believe in you and I support you and I think you're the really tough. It's difference between
0: getting to know each other versus, like, knowing each other really well now.
1: And supporting each other. No, and it really does. It shows that they've grown and developed in a way that was really nice. Um, that would have been a good A-plot. And then have, like, I everyone, Ava and Sarah should have had the date the next episode or something, because again, there was just too much going on, because we have the team stuck in the Bermuda Triangle, and I mean, they do... Yeah,
0: p- them bringing in the Bermuda Triangle out of fucking, and like, but like, here's my favorite thing about the Bermuda Triangle plotline, is that they never fucking say where
1: the Bermuda Triangle is bad, because A or B, or, they're just like, it's bad! Yeah, no, they have no, they just, I, and again, it, it it's trading on the cultural assumption that weird shit is going down, because we know that weird shit happens in the Bermuda Triangle, but This is a show where I'm like, you could do an entire Bermuda Triangle episode with like Amelia Earhart and Atlantis and like bullshit because it's fucking because the show is like that. Honestly, I have
0: have an idea, actually. I feel like they could have done the date this episode and we could have done Uh a more fleshed out backstory for Ava. But Sarah and Ava should have been completely unaware of what was going on. And then she should show up at the end of the episode and be like, hey, guys, what happened? And everyone should be like, nothing.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a big I'm a big sucker for those kind of plot lines. Um, I think it would have been good, but I do appreciate like like the I think I think they wanted the thing, and I pardon the pun here, but I think they wanted to have all of the avalanche cake in one episode and eat it too because they do they of check pun. off pretty much every immediate sort of couples trope in these kind of shows like they have like the battle couple moment they have like the the big confession they have they have they have a lot they're literally just frantically checking yeah they have things that could be spread out over the episodes yes or fuck over a couple of episodes i don't need to see them doing all of this shit immediately at once it does make me a little again i'm not i don't i i really don't think they're going to kill off ava not knock on knock on every piece of wood you own yeah no i'm Knocked on my um, display shelf too. Um, I I don't even want to say it again because I feel like I, I don't want to jinx it. But I don't think anything. And oh my god, I completely fucking forgot about Ribbon Wally, son of a bitch! There was so we'll to much that. We'll going on that. in this episode.
0: Yeah, hold on. Can I
1: just? We'll make, get to it later. But like, fuck. Just, this is what I mean. Like,
0: small grievance. Yes, it's not really so much a grievance. It's that we see the rum change to like G Way Rum, which is, which cute. is cute, but. Here's a couple things. One, how often does that happen? Two, how is the team, like, it literally just magically changed in front of them.
1: Three, I think that was more a visual cue for the audience. But doesn't
0: that mean that this rum has now been G-Way Rum since Amaya was a pirate in 1717? And doesn't that mean that Amaya, at some point in her life before the Legends, would be at a liquor store or whatever and be like, huh, that's weird?
1: Oh I my like gosh. You're that Amaya didn't drink? I mean, I guess that's what we're hoping. Phil has climbed in through my window, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, again, this is the sort of stuff where it's like the whole thing where like Stein knew he was going to die, and then everyone has to go, wait, hold on, what? Like, you can't, when you do this past, future, this, this few days of future past. Retcon horse shit. It It's never fun. I'm no one enjoys it. Fire. I hate this. It was supposed to be a cute little side. I'm not going to think too hard about it because I, I, I just, I've I literally doing the other. Feel it was thing. standing here watching me as my nose bleeds. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, my God, there's literally too much to talk about. I'm a little concerned about how rushed the Avalanche stuff is. I thought it was very good. And I'm going to focus on only one thing because we've said, I love, I love the ship. It's great. This was all really nice. I thought it was really cute. They're back and forth. It's really cute. They have great chemistry. The number one thing I really liked as a bisexual person mm-hmm. was when Ava says, I don't want you to be normal. I, I doubt that they were really thinking that line through very hard, but there's something very nice for a queer relationship being explicitly not normal and that being okay. Like not to be normal as a setting on the washing machine or any shit like that. But I've talked a lot about queerness and queerness in media and how, um, how queerness has been portrayed negatively as something abhorrent and to be avoided because it's abnormal. So to have a relationship between two women, one of whom is probably a lesbian and one of whom is explicitly bisexual Mm -hmm. is a good thing, but to then have that relationship okay and abnormal and queer is so fucking good. That is so nice. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know in my heart they probably didn't write it like that. It doesn't matter. It's really nice to have that because it's nice to not feel yeah. like we have to be. Oh, they're just like us. Oh, the, it can be a totally normal, you know, regular, casual. Like it, it. It's okay to be weird. It's okay to be abnormal, and it's okay to be queer. Good Bye. stuff. Thank yes, you.
0: excellent. That was an excellent, and I think that's. I, I feel like we're doing a fucking speed run of this episode because you're
1: right. So many goddamn things happen. There were literally like I'm like I'm so, I'm I'm trying. Like, I, I I'm even thinking. I do feel like the speed run. It's ridiculous. Because we literally
0: can't, like, and, like, we even went, and, like, that's the thing, is we went over last week specifically because it was, like, a long episode. Like, it wasn't because there
1: was a bottle episode. And also, I think because we really wanted to give Zari her due. Yes. Um, And admittedly, because 20 minutes of the episode were spent talking about anime and Kingdom Hearts, so. It was, like, 15, but that's fine. Close (laughs) enough. My point is, is, um, this episode, so much happened that I'm genuinely, I don't even want to spend too much time it is um, only because I don't know how much of this is going to matter. Yeah, I don't even mean it in a negative way, I just mean genuinely a lot of stuff got kind of tossed up in the air, and it's like playing a game of 52 fucking pickup. Um, do you want to talk about something?
0: Um, well, I was gonna say, do you want to do um, rip next, or do you want to talk about how good Amaya
1: is? You talk about how good Amaya is first because I know you've been waiting to do it, so I'll come in after you.
0: Okay, so first of all, Amaya is and like, and here's the thing is that I this episode was a mess, but it was so good, I think. It was so good for like, Maya. Like, she, again, like, carried this entire, like, her acting and her attitude in this episode was like, oh my god, she lost her she lost her fucking totem. I just remembered. They literally just yoinked it off of her <sighs> body. And I'm like... I don't even... I, I please. That was please, so bad. Listen. That was so... I, I was literally just like, well, I guess that's a... Like, you literally could have just had like neil mcdonough not even in character not even in costume walk in be like you can't have this for a few episodes and take it <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it would have been pretty as, much as as well it would done have made as the episode sense. did it i honestly with all of the shit they threw at us this episode if she had just not had it next episode i would have been like oh yeah that definitely happened because <laughs> i wouldn't she, have even she, fucking she, remember. She would have been like oh i left
0: it me. i left it somewhere i can't tell you where but i did
1: like, I don't know, we, we got lost in the fucking washing machine. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: And then they have to go on a journey inside the washing machine.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Whatever, whatever. But, um, whatever. That,
0: but Amaya. just He just, and like, and here's the thing, is that I was really worried because somebody pointed out, oh, in the episode after this one, she doesn't have her totem. So I knew she was losing it this episode. And I was really worried that she was going to be like, oh my God, who am I without my totem kind of thing. And for a second, she is like really, really sad. And then Mick goes, like, she's like, I'm so, like, she's really cute about it. She's like, she really thought that Mick believed in her. Like, she really was like, Mick made this whole story for me and I can't live up to it. I'm history's greatest
1: monster. Well, she has a very black and white yeah. it, 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 and it's It's Mick really, goes, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it is a very, like, naive, and that's yeah. really nice to see from her because she is so level-headed and smart and capable that we forget sometimes that she can be very, like, naive and stubborn, too, but I find it massively endearing. It's such a good Mick character goes, trait. And then goes, are you
0: kidding me? You're the coolest person I know. And Amaya goes, I'm gonna sword fight my way out of this bitch.
1: Yeah, that, and I'm also like, okay, to be fair, his bar's not very high because most of the people he knows are... Terminally uncool and jacks, um, <laughs> Like, you know. I, and I just,
0: and like, and here's the thing is that she has mentioned before that she's an expert. Like,
1: she's a good swords person. And they she has, actually, like she has other capabilities. She wouldn't have been allowed to go into combat with the actually, JSA if she are didn't. they
0: actually, like, hey, remember how in the Justice Society episode, she said, I'm a fucking fifth degree black belt with training in edge weapons?
1: Well, guess what? Yeah, and to- she's, she is. Well, and like, yeah, that's the, I love. I'm not normally a fan of characters being depowered. I don't like it. But if you're going to do it, I love when it's, oh, this was just kind of holding me back. And I've been a badass in other ways this whole time. It's the Rock Lee taking off his weights, his weights thing. It's she, that you it really realize was- Hey, friends, that- if you're
0: listening, that's for you.
1: Yeah, um, it's it was it was a big like it was nice to see her remember. Hey, I have other capabilities, and I'm actually really strong. And I handed this team their ass the first time we met a season and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And like that's good if you're gonna. It's like it's like oh my god, like when Storm lost her powers back in the early '90s, and she got a mohawk, and she led the X Men without her powers, and was super fucking competent and powerful without her powers. Like that, it was that. But it was so fucking good and. <laughs> It was, it was not, so nice to see yeah. everybody as Amaya's hype man this episode. Like, yeah. in a really fun, like, it just, it it was such a sweet plot because everybody, like, Ray and Mick and Nate are all just like, we love Amaya, Amaya's great. And Amaya's like, yeah, I am great. And then, like, she ends up being, like, the pri- pirate queen. It was, like, just really fun and cute. She ends up being the pirate
0: queen. Like, even Sarah at the end of the episode sees the rum change and she's like, oh, that's fun. But, yeah. like, one of my favorite things is that, like, the thing is, is that like Amaya brings out a part of Mick's character that I think that I really enjoy seeing. That like mm-hmm. Ray does
1: as well, but with Ray, it's a little bit more like pulling teeth. Whereas with, with Ma- Ray, I think it's because Ray is actively trying to get Mick to open up. Yeah. But Mick also, and I think it's harder for Mick because I think he views Amaya as someone he can sort of mentor and yes. teach.
0: But oh Ray is such no. A genius.
1: Shh. Ray is such a genius, and Ray is sort of, I think, Mick views him as so capable yeah. that he doesn't allow himself that vulnerability, but he can with Amaya because he's like, well, I'm just teaching her how to do this thing, or I'm giving her some, like, valuable life experience. So he can be more open under that sort of self-justification, which I just, is
0: nice. Uh, my favorite part of the episode... Is when Amaya fought off all those people and Mick was being her hype man, and then Dominic Purcell looked directly into the camera and said, This is a platonic relationship. And I said, In hell, Dominic. God. And I kept doing um, my thing.
1: Yeah, no. This is this is my bit now. That's how much but, um, for,
0: here, let me tell you something. Is that is that when I go to San Diego Comic-Con and I hijack the <laughs> And I hijacked the room. And we're not. We're
1: going to get allegedly. 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 Okay. allegedly I need to, I need to rephrase get this because
0: I would like to not go to prison for making
1: friends. <laughs> for, for various crimes, really. For but,
0: domestic terrorism. Um. Nope. Okay, so anyway, I'm going to have, it's BYOM, that's Bring Your Own Megaphone. It's, and I'm going to say, Dominic Purcell, did you call off um, Mixon because, uh, Maisie is 22 years younger than you, but only seven years older than your eldest child. And if so, why are you a fucking quitter?
1: Uh, I mean, if you have a megaphone, might as well use it. It's really my perspective on that one.
0: I've got, I mean, like, um, we've got a list of grievances we're going to air. That's just going to be one of the fun ones we throw out there. The next one is yeah. going to be Ari throwing a shirt at Nick Zano and asking him to fold it.
1: That's, no, no, shirt is easy. A uh, shirt you can almost fold on reflex, hooded sweatshirt. but What about a pair um, of slacks? because <laughs> there is a proper way to fold pants yes there and is and you have um, to be
0: standing for it
1: yes um oh my goodness alright hold on god there's so much I'm literally trying to process uh um, okay, okay. Here, here's, here's the and thing wally. it's like Blackbeard was a weird choice if only because it almost feels like they could have put literally Any anyone
0: pirate? it could have just been a no name pirate honestly I think they wanted yeah, it, 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 felt, to be it felt weird I mean Blackbeard was. I, pretty... I think they wanted to be Blackbeard because Mick knows who Blackbeard is
1: i guess but if i was a little like just as like from a historical perspective i'm like i feel like this is selling him short we should but, have
0: gotten billy zane back for blackbeard
1: yeah honestly at this point billy zane in, in different hats is really all i need from guest stars but um overall though, it was a really cute plot line it was really nice to see making and maya interact but yes. um we have 18 different plot lines we're gonna have to the, okay let's
0: fucking all right let's uh, uh fucking Rip clock, wipe, clock, wipe, clock wipe next next plot
1: Yeah, um, okay. Basically, we're going to do Rip and Wally quick. I'm so happy to see Wally back. Um, The Rip and Wally plot was, I think, designed for Ari specifically. First off, hurtful. Secondly, fair. Third off, I'm going to be level. I am really happy that Rip had Wally to talk to because um, um, this Wally, which is really funny because comics Wally has the emotional range of a teaspoon for the most part until he gets a little older. But um, Rip getting to talk to Wally and sort of get – judged from an outside perspective even if Wally's like a little critical of him was so good for him like this was I've I've said before that Rip Neely I've said before that Rip really needs to take his time and sort of sort his shit out and this wasn't perfect but this was a really good start like he needed someone who he wasn't connected to who he wasn't mentoring he wasn't taking care of someone who was just a friend to get trashed with and sing karaoke and no that was not what I expected um as rips healing and growing process but like i'm gonna be level i don't care it could have been anything also, i'm arthur just really Darville, happy that he's doing a little I better i honestly feel like they were like arthur if you come back for more episodes we'll let you sing yeah oh i definitely i feel like if there's if we're gonna have a musical episode it's because they're trying to nail its feet to the floor i don't um, understand why he's so desperate to leave i know things. the show's a garbage fire but come on
0: uh quick thing um first of all every rose has its thorn is the ballad. I don't fucking understand what this bullshit is with the other songs. I don't like
1: Careless Whisper either.
0: Careless Whisper is, it's it's bullshit. I don't care. First off, um, I need a hero. Uh,
1: How did we afford
0: Careless Whisper? What did we sacrifice for that? Yeah, that too. Also, Um, and also Axel Rose would just show up on the By Toto, incidentally. why, Why, or at least the, the Guns N' Roses, uh, Person who was Rock of Love,
1: Flav- Flavor
0: Flav. No, no, Flavor Flav is Flavor Flav is flavor of love. Its follow up series, Rock of Love follows. Oh, and you were making forest. fun of me
1: for knowing all that stuff about My Little
0: Pony. Are you fucking kidding me right now? I think there you can find some similarities between Rock of Love and My Little Pony. Sure, fuck it. Um, Might as well, <laughs> I mean, they're both incredibly formulaic.
1: I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, to Hold be on. fair, That's, one of them I'm, is written for children, and one of them is written for people who don't really want to have their kind of... They want to be able to turn their brains off and watch reality TV. And boy, because,
0: and boy did I. You know, and here's the thing when you're 12 and
1: you're watching Rock of Love, don't. Uh, um, first off, I I'm have, still a little salty about um, the hypocrisy a, on display here. I have, Secondly, an, I have
0: an additional statement. Yes. Um, how the... Frick, Frack, Nickelback, Paddywhack is Rip going to talk about favorite prodigies and not fucking Proteges. mention? Fuck you and not fucking mention. You always. Oh, don't even start. You Jefferson, always my Jefferson, this. Jefferson, Jefferson, Hot Lips Jackson.
1: I feel like it's he doesn't view ja- Jax as the protege so much as also, he really does how, view him as a son. How have you been mentoring Ava? Like, how did the did Ava just show up and was she just like I'm for, a for tall lesbian? Just so many, I mean, here's the thing: it's the five years that he apparently spent with the time Bureau. Right, I completely or, forgot that he spent five years with the. Yeah, which director. again, you <laughs> <of course laughs> I forgot it because this show is fucking dumb. But in any case, I, I feel like probably going like to maybe more of that. And I, Ava, and this is him, for sure. I don't fucking know. Um, my point is, is I feel like he didn't mention Jax. Number one because they want to keep Jax's reveal a surprise to the casual viewer. Oh, by the way, Jax is going to be back in the finale. Yeah, um, love being right. Secondly, he's going to get the fire totem and become solo Firestorm, or he's going to fuse with Ray. Calling it now. Secondly, I really do think he views Jax as a son, and not like a not someone he mentors, but someone he really does like take care of, like his child. Um, because uh, hey, how's that grieving thing working out for you? Because he just it, was it's drinking working. a lot. In the opening of the episode, where I'm like, "Did you just kind of wander around drunkenly until you found Wally?" Because I'm really yeah, concerned. He, just, he went from also does that 0 to
0: 60 with drinking, and I'm like, this show occasionally like says like Hey, you should notice that all this drinking is a bad thing."
1: Uh huh.
0: And then it, they fucking do a backflip out the window, and Genghis Khan is riding a unicorn making an omelet. Yeah, I that's mean it. again. that's the finale.
1: I've spoiled it. Yeah, again, narrative consistency is not Legend's um, strong point, to say the least. But it did kind of, again, I mean, Rip was clearly in a bad place, and Wally helped him be in less of a bad place. And I love Wally. He's my Flash. And how Wally
0: be in less of a bad place? Like, Wally was clearly kind of like, and here's the thing, is I've seen some people be like, I don't like that Wally said something mean about Team Flash. First off, he he still loves
1: Cisco, so who cares? He
0: still loves Cisco. number one, most important thing. And his sister. Number two is like, Whatever they had him like say, Keenan probably approved because I get the feeling on Legends everybody has a little more freedom. Yes, with their characters. well, they're the
1: they're the kind of the show that nobody is really keeping an eye on. They're the unattended child at the baggage claim, and like Keenan um, has a right to be pissed.
0: Yeah, he and has every right like, to be. If if you're pissed, like then take it up with the Flash. Don't take it up with like Keenan or Legends. It's the yeah, Flash Yeah, no, I mean,
1: given everything that that happened with the with the Flash plot lines, even knowing he was going for a movie and shit, they really fucked him over. Legends took him in. He has every right to be pissed. He also has every right to not, as a character, plain and simple, not get along with everyone that yeah. he has to interact with by virtue of being a superhero. It. It's okay for him to not particularly particularly like people he doesn't know particularly well and also kind of feels outpaced by. But Are you just saying that because he I, said he didn't really
0: like, he kind of alluded that he
1: doesn't really like Caitlyn that much? Oh, I said it because he doesn't really like Wells, which I'm just like, thank you God. But also, all I, you really is, is when he was like, "Oh, I'm surrounded by geniuses," and he rattles off literally like a list of fucking people. I'm like, this is a number one issue with the Flash and just with a lot of comic book stuff. Also, where probably, everybody's a fucking genius, so nobody is, and we don't have the time to get into this. But I hate that. I really also, do. How dare you list Bartholomew
0: Allen as a she barely genius? Barry
1: can't fucking read. But. <laughs>
0: God, like, damn. Uh, here's, here's my count. Ca- here's our here's our opening bit. Top ten times Barry has gotten, uh, fucking trapped in the RV's bathroom.
1: Yeah, no, straight up. Twelve. Um, that said, I was just really happy that Rip and Wally were good for each other. I'm so glad they're in love and going to get married. But mm, um, delightful. Yeah, delightful. But it it was just it was really good. I I wanted to see Rip sort of get to a better place, and this was a good start for him. And I'm just. i'm really happy and it's
0: a good starting point for wally hey did you know this episode that wally said my boy nate and thus confirming that um he and nate are in love
1: yeah no it um it was it was it was really
0: i will say as we're fucking rushing dashing through the fucking snow on this one this yeah. episode was so good for so many ships, okay? We yeah. have Ava lands. We had the little uh, Sarah-Maya moment at the end where she's like, oh, the rum bottle. We had Amaya and Zari standing, like, super, super close to each other. And Amaya's like, I love your hair. And Zari's like, I wish I was dead. Like, great, great job, Zari. you doing really great. Um, it was had... very, it was literally
1: the, oh, you made us friendship bracelets? That's pretty stupid. You don't have to wear it. I'm going to wear it forever. Back off. <laughs> yeah, Exactly.
0: Like, Um, we got some good, uh, fucking Steel Adam. We got some good, like, the Amaya and Nate scene at the end where she's like, do you yield to your captain? And I'm like, why is Nate... I'm really glad that
1: we, for some reason, needed canon confirmation that Nate is a bottom. Like, Fang. We knew. We knew.
0: I had... Yeah, I I didn't
1: really need on-screen confirmation of it, but, like, every time they enthusiastically fuck, it is so good for me. Like, she's fucking him 90% of the time, and he's super into it, and so is she, and it's just really... Godspeed you horny um, fucking bastards. And then and then I literally said to myself,
0: I was like, okay, we'll make an amire and photos together for this episode, but you know, like I have my I have my other ships. I'm a very big Baltic shipper. I'm I'm sure this episode will be fine for me. <laughs> um and if you cut to the day after this episode when I was released on bail
1: <laughs> I see, I like mixing. <laughs> after, I don't like it I don't like it as much as you, so I'm glad you're after, like really happy.
0: After chopping off all my hair. Um no, oh. I would never I would never I gave myself bangs my sophomore year of college. And let me just say, I'm not sure if I've given this advice before, but this is don't, one of my don't, best pieces. Don't cut your bangs. God this is one of my best pieces of advice. No matter what the situation is. And I'm looking at you, um, fucking international superstar Kim Siok Do not cut your own bangs.
1: No, God no. Never um, do it. Not I, even once. I've gotten better at cutting my own hair, but I tried to do you it when do I was like ends, a sophomore like in high school with um. Pair of kitchen scissors, so that didn't go well. Yeah. Uh, always use professional hair quality scissors Consider if you're going to cut your, own your hair. Consider
0: cutting your own bangs to be the hard fucking drugs of yeah. hair. Not
1: no, it's awful. Even um, once, not yeah, no, it, it it is the black tar heroin of personal style. Okay, styling. you
0: can dye it, you can curl <laughs> it, you can crimp it. Do not cut. I'm, I cannot... You don't really... About.
1: You know what? I'm going to be level. There really aren't a lot of crimping iron still in existence, and it's kind of hard if you're collecting older dolls that have crimped hair, and it's kind of fucked up and frizzy, and you want to do more with it, but it is literally impossible to find a crimping iron to do so. Uh, I actually... That, that, that's not relevant to what's going on, but I'm legitimately kind of no, like when is, I see from Tara shit, real I'm talk. like, where are you getting this? this? Where the fuck are your crimping irons? Have you just had those in cold storage for 30 years? What the fuck? Did you know that um, my doll Instagram I, is blowing the fuck up? Yes, I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, it's wild. Um,
0: anyway. Um, yeah,
1: okay, um, where the fuck were we? Okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to give a hot take briefly, because I feel like I've discussed this before, but I, I feel oh, like it's important to discuss the atom wave, wave moment present. at the end. Delicious. Um, I... I've said before that I hate Damien Dark, and I mean that. Yes, now it's um, the Damien he Dark is, hour. He just is go consistently, and this is part of the problem, as I mentioned in the beginning, with Legend's overarching problem of just tripping and falling over its own dick narratively is now Damien is basically acting Allen. as deus ex machina to hurry the plot along and to do so he is the human equivalent of the cartoon snapback when everything is just the same as it was before and the, the fucking um, Ed and Eddie never get the jawbreakers and you know the coyote never catches the roadrunner and fucking he's, he's fucking you know, he's Megan from Drake and Josh, he's that kind of obnoxious, unlikable, always wins, always sort of comes out on top for no adequately explored reason, is unnecessarily, unbearably smug, and just kind of exists to make everyone's life miserable for no adequately explored reason. absolutely. And it's awful. And here's the thing, is it doesn't have to be that way. Because at the end of the episode, when Ray goes, hey, maybe I shouldn't have killed Nora, and he bolts back. Neil McDonough's acting when he is concerned about in that, scene, that was so good. That, where was not? that? I was like, what the fuck that I, I was, I was like genuinely like kind of taken aback by how fucking amazing it was. Like this was somebody who I could actually believe like that was his dying child. Like it was good. And I truly don't understand why they don't let him do more of that because it's not like they're adverse to this concept. I, I I'm pretty sure it's Malcolm Merlin's whole MO. But you have an actor who can clearly pull off more than just smug and overpowered, and you're not utilizing it. And I'm just kind of baffled. Like it's 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 I'm kind of glad to see that it's really the shitty writing and narrative problems that are kind of hamstringing McDonough and not just him as an actor, because I don't I want to see people do well. But it was really frustrating because I'm like, there are definitely points where he could have been allowed to exhibit this emotion, but it's also incredibly hard to see this from a person who killed Laurel. Like at the end of the day, this motherfucker should be fucking left for the wolves. I cannot like anyone who killed Laurel. Yeah. I don't know why they're trying to make me. I mean, I do know why you believe he actually has fans. Yeah. They're disgusting. Um, (laughs) sorry, but uh, I have some pretty bad favorites not not that bad here's the
0: thing as a um reformed sasuke uchiha stan reformed i i, I might I, perhaps my take is not the best one but sasuke uchiha never killed laurel Lance,
1: so no uh, so you well know, uh, fuck you and you know what so i'll uh, fuck you valid. in my ass that's valid sasuke <laughs> they did kill laurel so we're good but, um, and, you know, and it's frustrating they, because again, he's clearly a good actor. He's got like the chops, but they're just kind of like, nah, fuck it. We're just kind of, we need you here back, to go into to the totem at the end of the episode. If I'm Laurel just like,
0: was back, I wouldn't mind. I feel like, oh, okay. It's Damien. Like they're trying to show some sympathy for Damien Dark. Okay. Yeah.
1: But she's still like triple extra super chocolate fudge chunk dead. And if Sarah, I would like to see Sarah using the death totem bring back Laurel, even though I know deep in my heart, that's not happening. Cause again, Mark Guggenheim hates women ad nauseum, um, yeah. allegedly, but, fuck, man. It's, I, you can't make me like somebody who, who killed, who killed Laurel. Like, I just, I, I refuse on moral and ethical grounds. Um, but, and, like, the thing is, is Nora would be great in her own right yes. and could carry her own villainous no- um, narrative. Absolutely Because she's branded, and I mean, I know it's because they're married, but not, that's not always, like, a, that's not always a recipe for on-screen chemistry, but it is really yeah. uncomfortable to watch the two of them act and be like, it's oh, Christ. Delightful. You've just destroyed her from the waist down and you guys can still have like eye contact like that fuck damn
0: she's so (laughs) smug because she knows
1: (laughs) but it is it is it is she is so good um i'm really looking forward to nora and kwasa uh being redeemed and then i guess getting married um there's 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 a good ship. um but like I feel. Like, I still feel like there's a plot line I'm forgetting. Like no, we're gonna okay, close wait, on, this on, out, and then I'm gonna go. On, like, oh, let's, of go over, let's
0: go over the episode. Let's go over the okay. fucking episode. Um, Bermuda, <laughs> Bermuda. Bermuda. Oh, wait, I mentioned the Bermuda Triangle already. Yes. Sorry. I was gonna. Uh, say, there's more
1: I want to talk about, but I don't care.
0: Um, uh, date. 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 Date date. 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 We did the date. We did the. They kiss. Also, again, I'm gonna
1: be one of those people. I know everyone already said it. That was a really weird angle to shoot that kiss from. What the fuck. Like I did, you fuck up the take or something? Did 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 like did did Katie or Jess like corpse? Like what happened? Because because it's and we were
0: and and I know what you're saying. Well, things don't use film anymore, so it doesn't cost (laughs) more to reshoot things. It does on Legends
1: somehow. I assume that someone just threw water on one of the computers they were using for editing. Mm -hmm. Um, Not even, like, on an accident. They just kind of came in and were like, Kobe, and just flung it. But in any case, Um, it was a really...
0: Oh, well, also, I just want to mention that the Earth totem also looks real fucking stupid. It looks like a chaos emerald. The chain around it
1: it is comical. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, you could have put it on a normal fucking chain. Like, or, or it's something, literally, like a leather cord, something. It looks like a fucking bike chain. <laughs> like, it looks like the Flying Dutchman's fucking chains on Spongebob. Like, what the fuck? Also, incidentally, why did the Flying Dutchman show up this episode? Why did he, <laughs> he not literally, literally show up, over? like, as, like,
0: those guys are dorks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that is, that is the embodiment of this show. Also, oh, right, at the end. Oh, my um, God, we literally have a goat, those Ava, guys are Ava's moving in, which I really like, because I, I know we're making. I thought she was
0: just having sex.
1: I but she the preview has her like on the wave rider still so either they got interrupted um, or I do think she might be moving in maybe um, I would like that that would be really cute um, I do like her having her own thing if only because it gives Sarah some space but yes. I would not be adverse to moving them in yes. I'm so I'm so glad that like because I was I, here's the thing is I'm like We're I know that if they top blocked their date um, people would have just I think tried to just, like act, actively murder her rip but it was nice that that didn't happen because people would have been really obnoxious about it um what else are we missing zari's little curls were so cute i loved her hair oh my god um Uh,
0: imagine like here's the thing is that mick rory gets one kind of weird throwaway line every episode yeah don't if you're still if you're stressing out about like live your life we don't have this kind of like like we it that. i'm also i'm like he's allowed to give sarah a hard time Len said the exact same thing to Sarah two fucking episodes ago. So
1: it's the sort of thing where I'm just like, I do feel like I think it's a certain point where like, they're trying to like nitpick Mick saying this. I'm like, number one, this is a consistent bit. And two, he always gives Sarah a hard time. If Amaya and Zari were going on a date, he'd be like, be back by 11 or I'm going to come looking for you. And that would be it. He's allowed to give Sarah a Mm -hmm. hard time. That's the kind of like friends they are. It's not a big deal. Um, And I feel like people again, this is just people just don't like Mick and they'll come up with any reason. And here's the thing,
0: I guess I guess I can say after watching this episode, because I love everyone so much, I don't understand how you can sit down and watch an episode of Legends of Tomorrow and say for like Damian Dark, who's the fucking villain of the series, be like, these characters are like it's a fucking giant poly. Team. yeah no same at everybody this point loves I'm like everybody. I don't care that's that's the show like if they you have like
1: a chore wheel but for fucking like it's not a big if deal like,
0: expecting someone to hate somebody else who's on this team together you're watching the wrong show this isn't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs>
1: I, if, we, if it ends at season five, I'm, gonna, oh, I'm literally going to bake a cake I and have a party. Today. I saw something today. I think Agents of...
0: Yeah, this is unrelated to the episode, but isn't it that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might be ending this season? And I, I
1: am so happy. It, and, <laughs> I like, earned and also,
0: this. Ari, Ari called it that they just wanted to fucking drag this dying body to syndication and now that it's been syndicated, oh yeah. well, they wanted it to make a, their money because they put it in a shallow grave and they left it in the woods
1: yeah well because for those of you who don't know syndication is the money maker for television and this show was probably so expensive to make because of all the shitty cgi yep. yep um that they just wanted to make their money back selling it off to people who don't give a shit about how awful it was but they just want a marvel show they can throw on at three o'clock in the afternoon when kids are getting home from school yep in any case that aside um, I hope you die I hope we both die and those are my feelings on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm, delicious um, bad show secondly thirdly um, this was a are we still talking about Legends? Episode, but it was nice to see again it was just good to see everyone because this there are a lot of characters here but I really do love all of them for different reasons, yeah. and it's really nice to watch a show where I'm like, I love pretty much everyone involved with this, and everyone's pretty great and has like their own really fun, endearing mm-hmm. characteristics. It's good. I appreciate it. I love the show, even when it's bad.
0: Um, I was gonna say, hey, do you think they'll do choking kink on Nate next? And then I remember they already did this. They've done it like twice. So now I have he to got think choked
1: of... out by Falsa once, and then another time. Oh no, wait, that was right. Okay, first time was what was it? I think it was right. Yeah, yeah, Ray got choked okay. out Can by we the water. Talk about kind of
0: Um, I need to think, okay, so what's the next, what's the next weird kink thing that you think Nate's gonna get involved in?
1: Um, oh my god, okay, so the Elvis thing is coming up, so, um, hair gel is lubricant. No, Um, no, (laughs) it's it's so (laughs) sticky, Ari, how? I was, well, I, I was, it was a bit... Um, oh my God, that would be awful. Um, I sometimes see those lists of like things that have been used in fan fiction for lube. And, uh, one time I saw molten steel and I was kind of like, okay, you had to have been taking the piss. You cannot actually come on. But, um, right. Nate is probably gonna be, we're missing inflation. I don't know how we could do it with the seal thing, but the Flash did inflation. So someone on this fucking we, writers' we room, did room the, we has, did, we someone on this writers' room is a fucking furry because I don't know anyone who has an inflation fetish who isn't a furry. We did um, the vor. We've done vor across the
0: have board. Have we done vor? Remember when did we do vor? Rip, sh- rip was real tiny. Oh right! Shit! Fuck! God damn it! Okay. Fuck! I forgot that. Um, oh, maybe Nate'll get like a fun pair of animal ears for an episode.
1: Oh. God. Okay. That's Jesus fucking Christ. catboy hey, cat boy. Nate would be uh violent. Nick, do you think? Do you think? Do you think Nick Zano would
0: know, or do you think you just feel like, ha ha, I'm a cat. I,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Nate getting turned into a werewolf. uh, because then you could have a two for transformation and furry and like feral. Oh, three for three for. Um. Oh my god, there's don't, probably more. It it. There's internist. a lot of horrible things that could happen on this show. And again, it's really awful watching this happen and knowing that whoever did it definitely had a fetish. It's like, again, the shrinking thing in the Flash episode when you were like, and then Ralph got stepped on, and I just, uh, my soul just fucking backflipped out of my body and went directly to hell. I'm so tired. <laughs> hey, speaking of, where the fuck is Mix Rat? Axel is fine. I know this isn't relevant. He gets brought what? up every. Uh, his name is Axel. He gets brought up. I know. Up, I sorry, Axel. It took me a second. He gets brought up just, every once in a while. I was a little worried because we haven't seen him in a while, and rats get lonely if they don't have anyone to hang out with. So I was like, okay, uh, th- that's good. Well, I you figured. Know he know he Maya re- has like thirty pets. So also, um, does Nick get a second rat? and Name it Roxas or what? I think he's named Axel because that's the Trickster's name. I know, but first association is okay, not the trick. Who the fuck is Roxas? <laughs> No, don't ask me that fucking question. I don't have the time for this. Uh, wait, um, I, have
0: a, I have a question. Is he a new Yasha?
1: Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, actually, eh, okay. Am I a oh new Yasha? You know what? We really, I haven't made a lot of One Piece references this episode, and you know why? There wasn't a lot of pirate actual related material all going right, on. Just start throwing them in. Just start naming One Piece characters. I'm not ju- I'm not. I'd be here all day, and half of the names sound like me having a stroke. But luffy the redhead with the boobs
0: luffy's brother
1: that died two 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 the tall one ace there's like eight tall ones at least um but my point is is like the historical time periods always kind of feel more like an aesthetic backdrop which i'm usually cool with because the clothes are nice but when the clothes aren't nice it's kind of like you didn't even do any like fun without the
0: wigs Honestly, I don't think Ray and Nate needed those wigs. I think it. No,
1: they really didn't. They
0: could have. And then they kind of would have been, like, kind of cute, like, swashbuckly. Because, like, their hair, both of them let
1: their hair get kind of long.
0: So yeah. So it would have been fine.
1: Also, uh, Brandon's been letting, keeping the gray in his hair. So, uh, I'm fine. I'm fucking, I'm. I'm great. Fucking I'm cool. Everything's, everything's uh, coming up Millhouse. I can't. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this either. I, I don't think any of us really deserve this. But we're here. Um, and I feel like that's a really good tagline for the show as a larger concept.
0: <laughs> yeah. So next week, um, here's the thing. Oh yeah. So like now that we're here, let's get into the ending of the episode was such garbage. Cause it's just like, first of all, why did he put his, pirate, why did he put his pirate costume back on to go help Nora? Why did Please. he, why did he think that he would, uh, why did okay, he not you take, know why he did it?
1: Because yeah. I guarantee you that they, they shot all of those scenes on the beach in the same yeah, day. No, I figured so they didn't have him take the clothes off um when
0: when, why did does mick know that he went because mick says this is a stupid idea and then ray goes and does it am i dead and then why didn't mick try to stop him um does anybody are we really gonna pretend that nate isn't gonna just spend the next episode gently crying and putting up lost husband posters everywhere so sad and Ava's like does this happen a lot and sarah's
1: like yeah yeah like once a week at least hello well Ray keeps getting kidnapped don't ask me why Right. Um, Ray, he was, he I, and again, kidnapped. there are better people to kidnap than Ray because he must be at least 6,000 pounds. He's built, he's, he's all muscle. Yeah, no, Ray is like,
0: and here's the thing is that he's too tall and he is too muscular to kidnap. Yeah. Uh, that's can. why I think naked's gets kidnapped more because he's pretty muscular, but he's in a smaller package.
1: He's not that much shorter, he's like four inches shorter. Oh right, because Brandon is like insanely large. Five eleven is still pretty. No, here's the no, problem: is we're comparing like. A... Hold on, let me look at Nixano's height. Hold on, I, this is this is no a, a personal matter. No, that's fair. Um, Italian men are usually a little shorter too. He's six so six feet knows. tall. He somehow He's somehow in He's six feet tall. Damn it! Yeah, compared to Brandon, this is again like comparing like a killer whale to a blue also, whale. Also, like, apparently hot... on two broke girls. Huh. He was also in a bunch of Hallmark movies, like, and, and so was Brandon. This isn't, none of this is important, damn it. Um, but, like, neither was no. anything that happened I this episode know. except for Sarah and Ava making out um, and all the mix and stuff. Um, moral of the story is don't kidnap Ray. He's too nice. And, like, again, you kidnapped Ray, so he's just going to win Nora over, and it's probably going to be a little weird because it was that <sighs> thing where he knew her when she was an infant, and I'm like, oh, God, don't do this. I'm literally I'm not going to be you. weird about it. That's real life, in the blood, flesh, like, wife begging. Like, here's the thing, I'm is Because,
0: like, I know they cast her and they are probably like, okay, the two of them are going to conceive their second child on screen.
1: And, oh, God, ew! And and then, I don't want to watch her die! <laughs> and then... And then, um... It's going to be, like, the fucking scanner scene, but in, like, reverse. I don't know, I
0: don't understand what that means. The
1: head exploding bit? You've probably oh. seen the GIF online. Okay, I mean,
0: like, here's the thing, is that I don't... um. I mean, like, it's, it's, I, I figured that they put her on to be romantic for him because that's his wife and their chemistry is fucking
1: nuts. It's really good. But I'm also like, then then why, why, did was, her... why did
0: why did she meet him? Like, are we supposed to assume she met him when she was 12 and then developed a lifelong crush on him that she's been
1: harboring this entire time? I mean, here's the thing, is probably, and that's why I'm concerned, because that's really bad, Phil. Oh, and I mean, babe. I'm not against a precocious crush, like, if it's this idea that she's kind, because he was probably the first person who was ever nice to her, chronologically, her and Zari, but, I am brain sorry. but with that, if it was treated like a platonic sort of, like, little kid crush that she just sort of held onto because she didn't have anything else, that'd be one thing, but again, I feel like they're going to make this like a, like a a thing, if only briefly. I think it's probably gonna be a dating catwoman thing and not like endgame, but you know, ultimately it's a little weird given when they first course,
0: met. It's nice to have her on the show because then they can like live in the same area and like their kid doesn't have to have a weird schedule.
1: Exactly. I'm so just, I'm just I guess that's worth all the weird uh think about their giant child. Their their son is Good job. He's going to be like a fucking linebacker. Congratulations.
0: Did I ever tell you that my friend from Iowa who played football is 6'1"? Yes, you've told me the fucking monster people. His brother is 6'5". And then he's He's like, well, I played this one school where, like, the quarterback, who's supposed to be the shortest person, was 6'7". And they were all fucking giants. And I'm like... I want this school to be put in
1: quarantine. They are they are children of the corn. They are born of the corn husk. They grow tall, they grow strong and there is probably a blood sacrifice somewhere in Iowa to keep things that way. That's what I'm assuming. Trust, I'm
0: trust from New one. Jersey,
1: so that seems reasonable. I don't know what You're, happens in the Midwest. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I completely forgot there's a big corn rivalry. Yeah, right.
1: Well, yeah. also, I just mean more in general. Like, I literally don't know what happens in the Midwest. Um, I, I You believe, can tell me pretty much anything and I'd be like, yeah, all right, sounds reasonable. I
0: can't believe Ari is going to physically fight
1: Brandon Routh over fucking I am not corn. ever. Oh, my God. Jesus. He's well, what so if he, nice. What if he says Iowa corn is better? I don't. I Again, if I think if I said New Jersey corn is better, I think he would just agree to be polite because he's fucking nice. Like, he's Superman, okay? Like, come on. That's true. That's a good point. But, um... Also, there are two very different kinds of corn. Like you're eating New Jersey corn because it tastes good because it has flavor, and Iowa corn grows fucking everywhere. And as I guess, watered That's... by the blood of one virgin sacrifice a year every harvest. I don't fucking know, That's... but it's very useful. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of versatility that I don't think Jersey corn has.
0: So next week, uh, speaking of weird kink shit, is just Ray oh being tied to a chair with a gag oh. and gently tortured. Oh, and Nora is there, who again, the chemistry, and... I don't like this. And, uh, that's gonna be weird. It's gonna be fun, kinky, weird for all of us.
1: Yeah, I guess we're all gonna learn a lot about, uh... Each other,
0: we're gonna learn a lot about each other and a lot about ourselves. Yeah, So something like that. you know what I think? I think we need an ending tagline. We
1: do? Okay.
0: I think, and I was thinking that the ending tagline could just be, uh, this is a mistake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi! This entire episode was a mistake. I mean... and yes. Okay, so uh, good
0: night, listeners. Good night guys. All right. this this is, in fact, a mistake. Good night.